Beyond the Ball, fueling your faith and family through sport. Welcome to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Beyond the Ball. Be sure to check out these other coaching-focused podcasts on the Hoopheads Pod Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. You can also check out our NBA podcasts, Knock a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Cavalier Central, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, it's Beyond the Ball with Eric Klump and Justin Gerstung. Uh, Coach Klump, welcome back for another week. I kind of like being on this one-week schedule thing, so we're kind of current and live. How you liking yes. it? Yes, sir. Oh, I like it. Uh, things are going to be a lot different for you and I here, you know, moving forward as our season has just completed. So, you know... Um, It'll be great to start a uh, regular schedule for this pod because it has been a wonderful experience. So what do you think about the tournament so far? Uh, the tournament has been the NCAA tournament. Yeah, absolutely. It has been great. Actually, we do, are jumping on here a little late on this Sunday evening because we were watching Michigan play. And um, we are Michigan fans. I specifically in my household is a Michigan fan because of Coach Beeline being there. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of held over over the last couple of years, even without Coach being there. And just really impressed with them. I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of games because our schedule has been so crazy at the high school level. But really impressed with them. Gonzaga was on today. They look really good. Um, a lot of good social media follows, too, that are, like, breaking down the game. Hopefully, we're going to have some of those uh, folks on the pod coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, I'm not going to give out any names just yet because I don't want to set us up. But um, I think there's some great hoops out there and some great learning opportunities. So what's your takeaway, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I, I really love watching these teams that are really connected defensively. You know, um, Abilene Christian really caught my eye, and so did Loyola Chicago, and now they're kind of getting a lot of praise for it. Um, but just the level of compete and the connectiveness that they played with was so impressive where you have the more and more of the, the major conferences guys – it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to take this guy one on one and score. And they, you know, they weren't having any of it. Their right. rotations were were right on. You know, when they went baseline, when they're double teaming, when they're digging the post, it was just really impressive stuff. It was so as a coach, it was just like you're in awe watching it. So that's what yeah. I was really loving. Yeah, I definitely took some of that stuff away. Michigan was really good defensively yes, today they were. as well. Had everybody on Florida State kind of discombobulated, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting to see some of those games today and yesterday again now that our season's over you know last week's pod we talked about some previews didn't necessarily go our way this last week um so it's been a couple days for me trying Mm -hmm. to put the season in perspective um you know everything we've been talking about on this podcast about being transformational i've found it hard to kind of let the win and the loss go you know it's a the competitor in me um wants to have won every game and then you check back scores days later with the teams you could have beat should have beat 
you know, and you see how well they're doing. And, you know, it's been a little bit frustrating on that end, but um, it was a good season overall. Uh, I loved the energy that my guys brought to the year. And in a season where we didn't know if we were even going to get a season, yeah, it's a blessing. it was really, yeah, really nice to to get some games in. And, you know, kind of like you are off into the next thing already, right? We're already here in Western New York, at least. We're jumping right into football. And so at least for the kids and some coaches, you got a little bit of a distraction. Yeah, that transition into the next sport, uh, keep their mind off of things and just move into another journey with a, a bunch of an, another group of guys. So for them, it's it's a blessing, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, we got a really special guest tonight, so I want to kind of move this intro along. Do you have any special words for us tonight from the Lord? Yeah, sure. I was just everything wrapping up with our season. It brought me back to John ten ten, and he says, "My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life." And um, you know, it's always the biggest question is not like the wins and losses, but in terms of like coaching, it's all about like purpose meaning and fulfillment and just wanted to make sure that our coaches that are out there listening you know we we feel you with the wins and losses and especially the losses can sometimes consume us and our thinking of like the what ifs but you know really we're here to be transformational with with a greater purpose and meaning and and to fulfill these lives of the the boys and, and girls that we're coaching it's so cliche right the idea that only you know a certain number of teams a handful of teams even get to end the season with a victory. You know, it's a, a cliche almost when coaches say that to players or when people try to console you and say, you know, and tell you every season ends with only a handful of people mm-hmm. finishing the season with a win. And, you know, I think that that is something that the coaches that have been on our podcast, even around Western New York, have done a really good job with this year is just been celebrating their athletes for the efforts that they have put in. If nothing else, this COVID experience has allowed us to really recognize how valuable just the experience has been and not necessarily hanging on to you know, the win or the loss. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great bit of advice through the good book that it maybe keeps some perspective for us moving forward here. I'm already, though, to be honest, ready to get in the gym with the next group of guys. I know. I know. So eager. So eager. And uh, the weather is going to start changing. And you're kind of like asking yourself, what can we do? What can't we do? You know, what are the restrictions as we moving forward? Are we going to be able to play in the summer together? You know, it's right. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's just the next cycle up of, uh, what we do as coaches is to constantly get ourselves ready to go. So uh, I love it though. I think, uh, I think we're probably appropriate not getting too deep into our emotions over the wins and the losses. But uh, for those that are listening, we do have a really cool episode tonight. I'm super excited. Uh, Hannah Hall is joining us, um, who is a point guard for the UB women's team. We've been trying to get her on the pod here now for a couple of months, and she's just been super busy, obviously, with her season as well. So she's graci- gracious enough to join us. And so when we get back from the break, we'll have her on. Yeah, talk about a person with purpose and meaning and, and just kind of sharing her story to fulfill others and what they've gone through. Uh, it's just a perfect segment. Perfect. All right, let's get it after the break. Thanks, Coach. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. 
Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. All right, guys, we're back to Beyond the Ball with uh, senior point guard Hannah Hall for the UB Bulls. Hannah, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on the pod, the Beyond the Ball podcast with Hannah Hall. Um, You know, part of our passion project here is to celebrate people and the connection that basketball has made and the places that the game has taken, this wonderful game has taken them. And, you know, looking at your resume, you were already playing and as a, a member of the national team for Canada already at the age of 16. So the game must have taken you to a variety of different places at such a young age. Um, can you let us know about how, how it's really shaped your life? Yeah, I mean, um, this game has definitely been what has shaped my life since I was young. Um, kind of my life has revolved around it. And a lot of the places I've been um, have come from um, opportunities I've been given from the game. And um, definitely playing for my country at a young age and just having that as my goal since I was young has been um, a huge um, step for me and has allowed me to kind of get to where I am now. And, and it's definitely shaped who I am as a player too. So Now, when when you set that as a goal, did you have, you know, maybe some individuals in your inner circle maybe telling you, you know, that's a lofty goal, young lady. I don't know if you should set that those expectations so high. Um, What would your what was your response to to those sort of individuals? Um, I mean, that was always like a a big motivator for me, I think, like as a small um, point guard and just like a small kid from Canada, I was never really like the top recruit the top anything like I was kind of just I had to um make way for myself and kind of work for everything I had so that that I just used that kind of thing as a motivator it kind of just made me want to work harder and defeat the odds in a way but like more for myself as well so Hannah where did that that mindset come from of defeating the odds did you have older brothers older sisters was your dad a coach it seems like the more we talk on this podcast everybody has that one person or maybe that as coach said that inner circle that kind of motivates them what where did your journey start like how old were you how did you get into the game in the first place um so i was actually a soccer player before i played basketball um i i started playing soccer when i was like tiny i had so much energy my parents were like we got to get this kid doing something so i was i was playing soccer and then uh, my dad's friend was actually a coach and they just needed some players he was starting up a team and then he was like well why don't you try it out like i'm sure you'll like it and then ever since i started playing basketball i just fell in love with it um like the pace of the game the speed it was just it it was who i was um as a person i i loved soccer i played it my whole life and up until high school and i kind of had to take the basketball route or route because i had to choose one or the other but um that basketball has definitely always been my my passion and then my my family were all just athletes um growing up in hamilton um i'm from hamilton ontario canada and it's it's a huge sports town it's a huge basketball town it's just like everywhere you look is is like athletes and i just i wanted to be one of them and i wanted to be one of the best like that's just i never wanted to 
to do anything mediocre. I was always the type that I wanted to go all in. So that's kind of that competitiveness in me just drove me to be um, where I am now. That's so great. And what if, and if I could just dive maybe a little deeper, what did your early years, like Coach Klump was mentioning before, 16, you're having your opportunities with the national team. What, where, where did you get your experience? How did that look? You know, we're, we're here on the American side, you know, what's that, would that look like that early player development? What did that look like on the Canadian side? What were your experiences like? Um, I mean, it was, it was, um, so we, we have like provincial teams. So like each province has like kind of a team that goes together. So that's kind of where I first got exposed to like playing a part of the national program and, um, like having goals to be a national athlete, but also just, I grew up in a, in a town, um, with a university right by my house. So I would always go to the games and see those, those athletes. And there was a lot of players on that team who had played for the national team as well. Um, there was a couple women from Hamilton who were on the um, the senior women's national team, and they were um, there's a lot of like qualifiers and stuff that would go out of Toronto. So I I was just exposed to to just seeing people wear Canada across their chest since I was so young, and I just as, ever since I saw it, I dreamed of it. I wanted to be an Olympian. I wanted to play for my country. It was like I kind of set my dreams the highest I could. Yeah, that's a, such a distinguished honor to, you know, have your country across your chest and you're representing your country no matter what it is. You know, you see these Winter Olympians and the Summer Olympians and the parades that go on in honoring these athletes. Um, just with, with basketball-wise, do you see a lot of similarities with the North American game to the American game? Or would you say it's a, a more of a similarities to, like, maybe, say, a European style? Um. I mean, I think that the American game uh, distinguishes itself from the rest of the world, which is why so many athletes um, from all over the world come to America to play in the NCAA, because it's just, it's really the best of the best. Um, And you see more and more um, athletes leaving their pro opportunities to come play here before going pro instead in Europe, which isn't really seen very much. Um, So like, that's, that's just how, you know, it's just kind of like the most competitive. It's just the top tier athletes. And it's, if you want to, you know, be a pro or be the best of the best. This is kind of where you want to be. So that's always been the the goal for me. I would say it's pretty similar style of play, but just a, a lot more athleticism. It's it's just a lot more talent over here than than there is in Canada, which is why I always wanted to come here and play in the States. Uh, so that, that led to my next question. So that must have been an easy decision for you and your next step in, into like after your graduation from high school and, and transition into college. So what and how did you gravitate to the University of Buffalo? Um, I mean, University of Buffalo wasn't really like my um, like when I was first like dreaming to come to the States. I never really wanted to go to a small school like I like a, or a mid-major school. Like I said, I always was was trying to be the best and striving to be the best. Um, I was being recruited by a lot of higher um, major schools in my junior year. And when I tore my ACL um, in my junior year of high school, I missed that whole summer. So that was like a tough um, time for recruiting, but Buffalo was always a consistent school. Um, and I just, I've always played on teams where, um, it wasn't necessarily like the most skilled teams. It was like the teams that bought in the most and it was like the passion and just the, 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 the reason that people play is kind of why I was always on successful teams. And, um, that's what Buffalo had. Our coach came from, um, high schools, high major schools. She lost her job at Indiana and was brought here and just started growing this program kind of out of nothing. And, 
um, since I've been here, we've j just continued to excel. And then my first two seasons here, we, we made history. So it was a really, um, like, I think it was a good choice to come to a school where I could be a part of building the program rather than just jumping into an already successful program. So Hannah, you mentioned your coach, Coach Jack, um, you know, is, is definitely making a name for herself around the country. But in Western New York, I think all of us high school coaches on both the, the men's and the women's mm -hmm. side really respect everything that she is doing with you guys and you ladies in the program. What are some of the things that, you know, drew her, uh, drew you into her, excuse me, and really got you excited about playing for the Bulls? Um, it's just her passion, her energy, um, and her just, yeah, her, her passion for the game is, is like no other. Like you, as soon as you walk into a room, you know, you feel her passion. She brings the best out of you. Um, you know, I told her what my goals were coming in here. I told her I wanted to be play for my national team and continue playing for my national team. And she wouldn't let me settle, um, for anything less, um, which was like ironic when I was playing in, uh, Peru two summers ago and she was coaching for the team U or for the USA women's national team. So we actually ended up playing against each other, but, um, it's just, it's stuff like that. She just, she demands greatness. Um, but she just, she brings it out of people. She, she brings, I think a lot out of people that they don't know that they have within themselves. So I think that's something that's really cool as well. Awesome. And with, with the, like you said, you made history, Hannah, um, with those teams, how far into the season you know, did you know when you were looking around, you're like, we have something special here. Was it really early in the season? How, when did you start feeling that, you know, this could be, you know, the start of something magical? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, I think personally, so the first summer I got here, I was a little bit late um, compared to the other freshmen that came in because I was still playing with my national team that summer. Um, but when I got here, we were just like, we were training harder than I've ever trained before. And I was, I, I like to say that I, I worked really hard before I got here so that I was prepared, but there was no being prepared for it. I mean, they just put us through um, such hard training and it just like, honestly broke a lot of us to a point where it just made us come together. And that's when I knew we were going to be special because we had just, we had trained harder in practices and even off the court and running in the weight room than we ever would have had to play in a game. And that was something that you just have so much confidence in your, you and your teammates when you know that you've already done the work. So I think that was the biggest thing for us was just knowing that we had already done the work. And I, I knew we were going to be special even in our times of defeat, the losses, a couple losses we had that season, um, we still knew that we were going to be um, successful out of that. Now, training, uh, you, see, you see a lot of publicity for like football um, training and, and weight room training with that. What are the sessions like um, basketball wise um, training in the weight room? Um, I mean, it, it's always dependent. It's usually personal to like the, the person as well. But um, we just we we do a lot of like strength and conditioning for the most part in the summer times, um, just getting our conditioning up. And then throughout the season, it's more maintaining that strength. Um, just a lot of, um, power stuff, a lot of footwork, a lot of speed stuff. Um, and then just like the, a lot of squatting for sure, especially when you're a basketball athlete, that's something I've noticed. Um, the most is just getting that lower body strength, um, really strong for the game is something we focus on. But I think that the biggest thing that, separates us or separated us from other teams um, was how much conditioning we did and how much stuff we did um, outside of the weight room and outside of the basketball court.
Hannah, that's uh, so great for young athletes, I think, both male and female, to hear how much time and effort it takes to really get to that next level. Now, you did mention one thing I just wanted to touch on about, you know, you had some games where you lost, but you still felt confident in your team. As an athlete, how do how do you approach losses? Eric and I just finished up our high school season, and we were talking off air, actually, before we came on with you about you know, how we're processing because we both have pretty decent teams and didn't achieve all the goals we necessarily wanted to. How do you guys at your level, either you personally or as a team, what approaches have you taken to kind of process through some of those losses at the end of a season? Um, I mean, personally, I, I absolutely hate losing. Um, there's nothing good about losing to me, but um, you have to, as an athlete, know how to take um, lessons from every loss you have. And if you can't take those lessons and take them over to the next game, then you're probably just going to continue to carry on losses or just continue to underachieve. Um, and that's something I learned at a really young age was just um, using that fire and that like feeling of a loss to just turn it into motivation for the next game. It was like, like it was, it was definitely hard <laughs> to keep myself and for other people to keep me out of the gym when I was young. Um, and just even in my past few years here, because I just wanted to change things so quickly. If we lost, I was like, what's, what's, what do we got to do next? What do we got to do better to get, to get out there? So um, that's just something that's always, I've always just used it as a motivator um, and just taken lessons from losses to make sure that they don't happen again. Awesome. And, and, you know, as the tournament's on, actually it's on right now and we're watching, we're talking about it. I've always been fascinated to know the ins and outs of like that one game preparation. So you win, like say on Friday and you got to play again on Saturday. Um, you know, what are the coaches doing to prepare you for that game? You know, you, one day you get a rest. So what what's going on with that one day of preparation? How do the coaches prepare you for the next game? Um, I mean, when we're playing back to back, we don't really even have any rest days. Like we're back in the gym probably less than 12 hours after a game to, to get back and get focused onto the next one. Um, I think a big focus for us and our team and our coaches is just to never be too high or never too low. Um, cause you have to be able to, to take over the good things you did and wins to the next game, but also be able to bounce back from losses really quickly. Um, especially when you get into March in those tournament times when every game matters and every game is kind of back to back. Um, but the work that our coaches put in, um, to prepare us for the games is incredible. I, I always believe that coaches give us everything we need, the blueprint that we need to be successful and whether or not we carry it out is what's going to like determine our success. I mean, they ha spend hours and hours doing film and scouting reports and stuff. And, and it's just a lot of work for us to, to take and use that. Um, and then just be able to play free with, with those things that they give us, um, to carry over to the next game. Yeah, and I love love that answer. It's always impressive to me to see how coachable athletes are, especially as you go up the up the ladder to a higher levels of competition and just putting in that time and effort and being able to implement all of those those notes that your coaches give you. With being and having such a crazy schedule, both Obviously, with COVID this last year and having, you know, not having fans in the stands and having back to back games and traveling on weekends and then tournament time as well. It's it's very chaotic, I would assume. Um, 
and correct me if I'm wrong there, but probably very chaotic. What are some of the things that you do to maybe find some balance um, in in your life so that it's not all consuming? Um, I mean, it's really just about, like you said, having a balance. Um, I love to like get out in, in Buffalo and find different places in Buffalo and not just stay at home. So anytime that stuff was, um, was opened up again, I would go try to find like a new food place or try to go to a new restaurant or somewhere with my teammates when it was nice out, um, just to, to get out and have that balance for sure. Um, but also just be able to relax and unwind. I think a lot of people think that like, we want to do stuff as athletes, like on our downtime to like get, a, get, outside of the game and do other things but like the small amounts of downtime we have is like really um crucial for our like rest and recovery so sometimes it takes just having a day of literally sleeping in your bed or or just um being in the treatment room and and hanging out letting your mind rest letting your um your body rest for sure and just doing all the things you can to um make sure your body's ready for your next uh performance No, you said you're talking about balance and being able to get out and do some new things in the Western New York area. But you're telling us before we even got going that it's been a while because of COVID that you've actually been able to cross the border and see your family. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's never easy for anyone, but that's the sacrifices that you make when you come here. Um, That's a sacrifice I made when I decided I was going to play for my national team when I was 16 years old. It's the same thing. We were gone for months on end. Um, and that was at a young age, but I think it's just, um, it's kind of what makes the game all more worth it. It's, is the times and the times you remember, um, all the sacrifices you had. I mean, cutting a net, a net down, for example, for the first time, it's like the reason that that is so special is because you just remember all of those times that you sacrificed. And, you know, the time that we couldn't go home for Christmas and we had to do it here, the time that we, you know, couldn't see our, I couldn't go home and see my family. My family couldn't be up here for my senior day. It's just, that's the stuff you remember down the road. Um, and, and it does make it, it's tough at the time, but it makes it all worth it because you just, the, these sacrifices are what um, brings out success in the end. Now, do you think that uh, that approach uh, that you get, the the mentality that you get uh, and how you're so focused is, is that that has been just something that you've you've developed at an early age or just you think that the game has helped you the wins and the losses like you're talking about the learning experience has helped you focus and, and um, really move your career? Yeah, I mean, it definitely is in me. It's it's not for everybody. I think that's really important to understand. Yeah. Is it's not for everybody, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's about kind of finding your purpose and your passion through it, and and that's what I was able to do. I mean, basketball has is always going to be like my passion and and everything, but it's just made me realize so many more things about myself, and I think that's really important to understand too. Is just how much. Um, you can learn through the game. Um, but it's definitely difficult. You know, I mean, I never really knew what I was signing up for and I don't think anybody does, um, when you become an NCAA student athlete, but like I said, it it all becomes worth it when you're cutting the nets down or you're, you're getting those wins that, um, you may not have thought in the beginning you were going to get. So. Yeah, Hannah, the game, I think gives us so much on every different level. And I appreciate you saying that, that, 
it's not for everyone because I feel like yeah, as a father of as a father of four with three girls of my own, you know, obviously we're a pretty big basketball household, but I always want to stress to them that, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the basketball that I love. It's the 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 person that I love that they are becoming. And it's that's really powerful stuff. How are you, and maybe to transition a little bit, what are your plans moving forward? Because I know you're you're nearing the end. So with some extra eligibility, are you planning on playing still? Are you looking to move into coaching? Um, what do you, what are your plans? What are your goals moving forward? I mean, as of right now, I'm I'm just super lucky to have all the options I have for sure. But um, just based on like school and basketball and everything, I haven't made like any um, solid decisions of what I'm going to do. I'm kind of, it's really hard right now to make those kind of decisions just because of the circumstances, um, and how much stuff has changed so quickly during the, uh, pandemic that, um, I definitely want to make the choice that's best for me. Um, not on the basketball court, not off the basketball court, but just in life. So, um, that's definitely a decision that I'm not really looking forward to making, but I'm, (laughs) I know that I have to, put some more thought into it eventually. But as of right now, I'm just kind of being where my feet are and seeing where stuff takes me. That's kind of what I've followed my whole life. And um, I don't know if it's the best option, but that's just how I, I think I'm going to find the, the the best thing that's right for me. So I'm keeping all my options open and just seeing what's going to um, be best for me in, in the time coming. And just really focusing on school right now too, because um, I think the entire February and March um, is definitely we are definitely athlete students in that time. It's, it's hard to balance it, but um, it's kind of our time now where we can really focus on school and just making sure that that's the most important part. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. So do you see your, so I, I appreciate that completely. I love that answer. Actually. Do you see yourself as a coach someday though, in a broader perspective or is that yeah, something I mean, that you don't necessarily want to explore? Um, I mean, I can see myself doing it for sure. Um, I don't know when it'll take me there, but um, I definitely know that I've I've gained a lot of um, leadership, um, just opportunities and skills as a point guard in my whole career. And I think I can take that to, to the game. Um, but I think there's a lot of other areas right now that are more pressing issues that um, I can use my voice and my platform to kind of address and work towards and that's kind of what the focus has been this season for all of us um as much as like basketball is always the focus i think that everything going on the world in the world right now is a lot bigger than that so that's why my teammates and i and my coaches and i have always um have stressed this whole season about playing for something bigger than ourselves and that's kind of taken me to that point of of um seeing ways that i can use my voice as an athlete to kind of um, make some changes, not even just in our own environment, just in like a larger community as well. It's such a powerful statement. I mean, I w- using your platform and your story because I, I came upon your story um, on a newscast and I was just blown away because I'm a health educator. And, you know, many times there's a stigma around things that a lot of our young athletes and young students don't want to talk about. And just having someone like you just just feeling free to communicate and tell their story is such a powerful way to go about it. Um, you know, you had to take some time off at UB, right? And to just kind of like work, work some things out. And now you're, you're able to tell a powerful story. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, that's another thing of just kind of trusting the process 
um, at the time, there was definitely times during during then also um, during my injury back in high school where I just wasn't sure if I could see myself being back to where I was. And that's like when as athletes, you have to trust the process and just know that the work that you put in up until that time is what's going to be able to bring you through that adversity and to just like keep keep pushing forward and just know that like that that light is coming. It's sometimes hard to see, but as athletes, like you just have to keep working for it and just keep trusting what you've done. That's kind of what I did that whole time. And, um, you know, you were talking earlier about like, um, being athlete students and I don't think anybody really can get a handle on just how difficult that process might be of travel and then trying to get your education at the same time. Um, what's that process like? Are there traveling tutors? Or are you just kind of on your own? Are you doing many classes online? What's that process like when you're on the road for so long? Um, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely difficult. You have to be very disciplined as a student athlete, for sure. Um, I, I tell my teammates that all the time, but the great thing is that we're all around each other. So, um, it's easy for us to not easy necessarily, but it's, it's better for us to be able to, um, just influence each other. It's not, it's easy to get unmotivated sometimes because it is a lot mentally, um, and it gets fatiguing. You're on a, you have practice in the morning and then you're on a four hour, five hour bus ride and you have practice wherever you're playing next. So, and it's those four or five hours that you have to do the, the couple assignments that you have that week. So, um, it's just, it's that discipline. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes or breaks athletes. And it's what kind of separates the, the good athletes from the great athletes too, because that kind of discipline carries over from the court to life to training to school all that so i think that's what's important to to understand too so hannah i'm going to use that as a segue as i think i mentioned earlier as a dad of three young daughters student athletes even we'll call them in their young high school middle school elementary years what would be some advice i mean obviously i think i mentioned off air to you you know we had an opportunity to meet you um in a preseason event at ub and you you took the time to introduce yourself to to my girls and they're just huge fans they're actually super excited that i'm on even on this podcast with you um which is great little celebrity action for dad so i appreciate that (laughs) um so what would be some like insights to young female athletes that are are just trying to explore sports and to try to be you know the best athlete they can be in their their arena could you give her them any tips yeah for sure just i mean it comes down to what you want out of the sport and if your goals are are big goals and you you have big dreams out of the game and you want to go and play at the next level, whatever that may be for you. Um, it's just about the work that you're willing to put in. It's not going to come for anyone without the work that you put in. Um, but that being said, it's not impossible. Anything that people want to try and tell you is, is not possible. Um, kind of use that to, to prove them wrong. I think also right now it's really important to understand, um, just as a female athlete, there's going to be, you're going to have more difficulties than any of your counterparts, any of your male counterparts, anyone around you, but, um, it's, it's going to be worth it in the end. Um, it may not always be easy to kind of see it, but it's going to be worth it when, when you're able to reach those goals that you had and just don't forget your, your why. Um, that's, that was the biggest thing for me. And the biggest lesson I took from college that I wish I knew younger was just on those difficult days, just remembering why you play. And if it's for as simple as a reason of just to enjoy it, then bring yourself back to that because that's like 
what's going to really bring that passion back out of you again, because there's definitely going to be days that are harder um, than others and tiring and everything, but remembering your why and why you play, um, it might be different for everybody. It's just something that's super important. That's a, such a powerful statement, Justin and I were talking about before air, the, the why of why we're coaching, you know, we get caught up, caught up in wins and losses and, you know, just sometimes you lose that perspective. So that's, that's powerful. And thanks you for sharing that for sure. Uh, my last question here is um, just having, you know, you knew that you were um, moving through the game of basketball, shaping you at a young age. Did, did, were those that were surrounding you when you were younger, did they have that same vision um, to, to use basketball as, as a big time avenue and platform? And so you're kind of surrounding yourself with people that had that same why at a young age? Yeah, I mean, I think that I kind of navigated myself towards those people for sure. Um, I grew up playing soccer and basketball, both at a really high level. So I was just always surrounded by athletes. But even in the schoolyard, even in high school, when I got to high school like that, I was always just around other people who were athletes. Um, my girlfriend still to this day from high school, I never played on the same team as any of them, but every single one of them was an athlete because it's just how who I related to. And it was the people that brought the best out of me um, as well, which is really important to understand is who you surround yourself with is, is definitely um, yes. can play a key role in, in who you're becoming and your own development. And if you're around people that aren't bringing the best out of you, I think a lot of people at a young age kind of aren't willing to have uncomfortable conversations or just are, are willing to kind of step away from that. And I think that's something that I definitely wish I could have done or um, recognized earlier too. But it's, it's something that I just naturally did was just put myself around athletes, put myself around people who had goals and aspirations that were bigger than where they were now. And that's what helped me to kind of continue to stay motivated and on the right path. Mm, wonderful answer. Great answer. I, yeah, Hannah. So we're going to, we're not going to keep you too much longer. You have been absolutely tremendous with your time here with us, but I do have a couple follow-ups and most of these are, are going to be super celebratory. And part of our thing is we're, we're Buffalo, you know, we're Buffalo driven 716 or type guys here. So in your time here coming from Hamilton, Ontario, and you did mention this a little bit, getting out with your friends, Nate, can you name me like one or two things that you've maybe kind of taken in and made your own that was special to the area, something that maybe you didn't experience in Canada, but now that you've been in Buffalo for four years plus, you know, you kind of feel like that's something you've adapted and kind of put into your you know, your personality or your, your existence? Um, I mean, I definitely have started, I don't know if this is necessarily Buffalo, but I definitely have noticed that I've started to adopt an American accent, which my, my mom who's from England and my grandma who's from England when I go home is like, did you just say y'all or did you? Just <laughs> like, but no, I, I mean, I love Buffalo. Buffalo is, is, it's really cool because um, I love to find uh, Hamilton and Buffalo are, are way more similar than I ever thought they were. And just mm -hmm. Buffalo has so many little hidden secrets and I'm super yeah. um, into finding that kind of stuff. So just getting out there, um, getting off campus, getting out to places like Elmwood and like those more downtown areas. I just, I just love to um, do that kind of stuff. And that's been like a really cool thing is like every single year I've kind of learn to appreciate Buffalo even more. And it's just made me kind of have a bigger picture on stuff because when I first got here, I didn't really realize all this stuff um, that there was to offer in this city. So it was, it was definitely, it's definitely become a second home for me. 
So you're getting a more of an American accent and a little bit of a <laughs> Buffalo, a little bit of a Buffalo accent too. Yeah, I'm assuming, something, right? something going on here. I don't know what it's even going to look like when I get home I've, after being here for a full year, because at least before I had those times to go home and my grandma could give me a slap on the wrist, but now it's more <laughs> of a, I've had a free for all. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then just to finish, kind of finish up, you know, you've obviously, and anybody that, that knows you and is a fan of yours, definitely knows your stories, the ups and the downs, you know, the, the trials and the, the celebrations. What has been some of your most positive experiences in the game? And it doesn't have to be UB. It could go back to your time with the Canadian national team. Like if you had to give, uh, give us like a top one or two things that really just when you, when you think about everything you've done you know we just did this with my high school team we had our, our celebratory banquet the other day and you know i just took them through an exercise where i just wanted them all to reflect for like five minutes and see what what their what their takeaway was from their career playing for our program you know in terms of your program your life program from the time you were young till now what are what have been some of the like major just like you think basketball, Hannah Hall basketball, and like this pops in your head. What is what does that moment look like to you? Yeah, I mean, for sure, before I even got here, um, the summer I came here, I was playing, like I had mentioned earlier, I was playing for my national team. Um, and that was after a very difficult two years of, of recovering from an ACL injury. Um, and so that was when we, that summer, we actually ended up um, winning the first ever bronze medal at that stage. Um, and just standing on that podium was, was incredible. Um, that's kind of what really, really made me realize, um, what it was like to play for something bigger than yourselves. Um, there were some huge people from Canada basketball from the Olympic team there at the time. And just, you know, seeing them stand there with us and, and just seeing, standing there with all my teammates who went on to be, um, also division one athletes and all over the place. And so, a lot that I'm watching, um, still right now in, in the March madness is it's really incredible to kind of see, um, the places it takes you and just the, the ability that this game has, um, to bring to the joy to your life. And I think carrying that over to Buffalo, the first time that we kind of, won a um the mac championship that i was here um the sweet 16 year was incredible just coming here and that was amazing to experience because i mean as a kid i've i've just watched march madness my whole life so that was amazing but um cutting down that mac championship after what we had gone through as a team and then what i had personally gone through kind of just it was just another um feeling of that that joy and that passion just to know that you know even in those darkest days or those hardest times when you just don't know if you can keep going or if it's all going to be worth it and you're just kind of questioning um how much it takes to be um an athlete um that's when it just it all makes it worth it. and it's just that reset button to know like you're in the right place and you're doing the right things and it's it may not be necessarily cutting a mesh down for everybody where you can find that but it's just i guess those those moments are the ones that kind of define the game for me and just help me continue to look forward in everything i do in life Awesome stuff. Yeah, she's, you got me over here shaking my head, ready to go already. Justin and I were talking <laughs> about sure. getting ready to go. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, definitely from my family, just such huge fans of you as both a player and a person. So good luck to you moving forward. And uh, so lucky to have you sharing your experiences. Um, we will talk soon. Yes, Hannah, thank you so much for joining Beyond the Ball.
Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten.